Today is the eighth day of November. Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. It's so great to be here with you as we are winding our way through the Bible in chronological order. If you are just joining us, welcome. We are so, so grateful that you're here, that you have found your way here, even if you're just checking this thing out. Maybe somebody told you about it and you don't know what to think. Well, take a look around. Stay. Pull up a chair and a cup of coffee and I promise if you commit to the process of allowing yourself to hear, to see, and to be changed from the inside out and really listen, really pay attention. I believe that God will speak to you in ways that he has never spoken to you before. Let's dive into the word. That's what we're here to do. We're reading Matthew chapter 25 today. And this week, we're reading in the New English Translation, Matthew 25. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of the virgins were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish ones took their lamps, they did not take extra olive oil with them. But the wise ones took flasks of olive oil with their lamps. When the bridegroom was delayed a long time, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, the bridegroom is here, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there won't be enough for you and for us. Go instead to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they had gone to buy it, the bridegroom arrived, and those who were ready went inside with him to the wedding banquet. Then the door was shut. Later the other virgins came too, saying, Lord, Lord, let us in. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I do not know you. Therefore, stay alert, because you do not know the day or the hour. For it is like a man going on a journey who summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The one who had received five talents went off right away and put his money to work and gained five more. In the same way, the one who had two gained two more. But the one who had received one talent went out and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money in it. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled his accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came and brought five more, saying, Sir, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more, as master answered. Well done, good and faithful slave. You have been faithful in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. The one with the two talents also came and said, Sir, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have gained two more, his master answered. Well done, good and faithful slave. You have been faithful with a few things. 
I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent came and said, Sir, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master answered, Evil and lazy slave, so you knew that I harvest where I didn't sow and gather where I didn't scattered? Then you should have deposited my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten. For the one who has will be given more, and he will have more than enough. But the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless slave into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be assembled before him, and he will separate people one from another like a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, I tell you the truth, just as you did it for one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you did it for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed into the eternal fire that has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not receive me as a guest. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they too will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not give you what you needed? Then he will answer them, I tell you the truth, just as you did not do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it for me. And these will depart into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. We have a couple of uh, famous parables from today, the Ten Virgins and the Lamp with the oil and then the parable of the talents. That The morals of, of the parables are important. They remind us to be watchful, be ready, and to use what God has given us. Those are essential in the body of Christ. We need what everybody 
has their giftings and we need that without comparing ourselves uh, to anyone else and and devaluing ourselves if it seems uh, less important than someone else that might be getting more attention, uh, getting more eyes laid on them. It might seem like a more glamorous talent or position. And we just have to remember that when it comes to kingdom work, there is, there's no competition. We're not competing for kingdom space. We are being used by God so that we will draw people to God and he gets the glory, not us. And those are, again, great messages, but I want to direct our attention today to the words of Jesus. We can so easily skim over um, these messages thinking that, well, that's for somebody else to take care of. It's astounding to me uh, how many believers think that God will take care of those that help themselves <laughs> are in the Bible. And I laugh because um, I may or may have not used that in an argument one day because I just knew it had to be in there. I'd like to say that it was a long time ago, though, because I've learned my lesson when I got completely embarrassed when it was not in the Bible. But I'm talking about the words from Jesus, for I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not receive me as a guest naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they too will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not give you whatever you needed? Then he will answer them, I tell you the truth. The truth, here it is. If we're looking for truth, if we're going to flaunt truth around, here's the truth straight from Jesus. Just as you did not do it for one of the least of these you did not do it for me ouch oof deep breath <laughs> all of the shocking waves of boy I didn't think that was in there right I mean surely that's a job for somebody else or that ministry down the road like they they take care of hungry people and naked people and better yet, they should take care of themselves. That's when God will help them is when they want to better themselves and take care of themselves. We have a tendency to think sometimes that if it's not happening to us, then it's not happening. And friends, I... I have to tell you the shock to my system to find out that when local schools in the area that I live in were under shutdown, that some children were not eating because school was the one meal that they could get every day. That's shocking. 
when you live in in a county in a part of the world that tends to live in a bubble where we think everybody is doing just fine. My sweet son Ezekiel has just the biggest, most compassionate heart and every Christmas he wants to put these bags together and just just drive around the city and find people that are less fortunate to give to them because he cannot imagine people going without. He cannot fathom people being left in the cold or hungry. And I absolutely love that about him. And I pray to God he never loses seeing those people that are less fortunate. And we even have a tendency to shame people when they want to help other people. And I so get it. One person cannot fix the problem with the hungry and the poor and the homeless, but one person can do their part for one person. And we have to really consider our words when we shame someone for giving to somebody else when God instructed them to give. What's important is that that person be obedient to what God has called them to. They are not responsible for how the resources are stewarded by that person. They're only responsible for obeying what God has asked us to do. When we do that, when we give to those in need, we give to the heart of Jesus. And when we neglect those in need, we hear the words of Jesus, you have done to the least of these what you have done to me. We are coming up upon a time of gratitude and thanksgiving here in our country. And then we are going into a season of, of Christmas where we get saturated in giving. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what if we look for those around us that are less fortunate, those that are without on a daily basis? What if it becomes a part of our lifestyle and not just a day or a season? What if we pray the prayer, God, break my heart for what breaks yours and he reveals that what breaks his heart then what what will we do with that how will we respond knowing now that what we do to the least of these we do to jesus father we thank you for your truth we thank you that you are truth we pray for truth. We look for truth. We look for truth in information. We look at in so many different sources. And here it is staring us in the face today, ringing in our ears that when we neglect the least of these, we are ultimately neglecting you. I pray that when we look around, we will see with new eyes we will hear with new ears and we will be doers not just hearers but doers of your word 
and we thank you, the God of all truth. I thank you, Jesus, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. May we be representatives of the way, the truth, and the life. And I pray this now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. That's going to do it for me today. I'm Jill. We'll turn the page together tomorrow, one more day closer to being entirely through the Bible together in a year. What a journey it's been and what a journey that will continue. I'm Jill. Love one another. Hey, my superb dab C fam. This is Kingdom Seeker Daniel. Family, let's pray. Father, I come on behalf of a first-time caller who's a sister that has experienced a number of accidents um, with sons involved. And Lord, we pray first of all that you would um, heal her and mend any injuries and allow her and their sons to recover from these incidents, Lord. And we just pray that their minds are at rest as well as their bodies. And then, Lord, for the teaching assignment that uh, this sister has taken on, uh, she seems to be having some challenges, Lord. And so we pray that you would overwhelm her with your peace. Give her a sense of your presence to know that you are with her and you are navigating her through the process. Let this teaching assignment begin to flow in a, in a way that will not cause tension for her. We just lift her and her sons up to you in Jesus' name. And then for our sister Deanne from Tennessee, God, you see the heartache and the hardship that this sister is going through where her husband has walked away from the marriage and is moving forward into an adulterous relationship. God, just as you stood in the way of Balaam from trying to curse your people, I ask you to stand in the way of this man who is foolishly moving in a way that will bring detriment to himself and perhaps that young lady. God, would you bring this man to the end of himself and the beginning of you? Turn his life around. Turn his mind around. And mend this marriage in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, family. Good morning. This is your sister, Kim, in Kentucky. Been a while since I've called in. It's Friday morning, November the 3rd, headed to work. And I just wanted to call in for a few people. Um, I'm always listening. Um, I don't call in very often. But I heard my sister Marilyn uh, from New Hampshire call in for her husband, Ken. And back in 2019, was it? Um, I met them through the DAB Israel trip. And I still have the um, little package of Dead Sea Mud that she gave me. And so, Marilyn, I love you, and I'm praying for Ken's healing. Also for Simone, <clears throat> this morning, Simone, hey, y'all, hey, a sister came in, uh, you know, saying um, something sort of that was on my heart. The devil wants to keep you 
uh, looking down and regret and I just encourage you also to look up and I also would encourage you in honor of your sister invite a friend or someone maybe that you can go out and you can do the things with that you are uh, regretting not getting to do with your sister do that with a friend in her honor and look out and the devil is a loser when we look out to be a blessing to someone else and then lastly tanya my uh, sister who calls in and prays for so many but was lifted up in prayer and that reminded me of job how job when he prayed for his friends god turned uh, his uh, curse around and that's what's gonna happen with you you are blessed love y'all Good morning, DABC. It's Renee, his redeemed daughter. I finally got back on, and I just wanted to come on and just say thank you, Jill, for today's reading, November 4th. Um, gosh, even your commentary and just everything that Jesus said and loving the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength and to love others as yourself and how we sometimes do not do this and we don't always put Jesus first in everything. Um, I just pray for every person out there. There's so many that need prayer, Simone. You're, you're on our heart. You're on my heart. Um, Daniel with D2. Um, Chastity from Kansas. Diana from Florida, um, everybody who calls in. I haven't heard from, um, oh, the lady that always called, Victoria Soldier. How are you? Anyways, I haven't been on here for a while, but I just want to thank Joe, and I want to thank God, and I want to thank God for forgiving us and for dying for us and for loving us so much. Because you're right, sometimes we just don't even think that we're, we know that we're not worthy, but then we think and we put ourselves down and think that we're just not good enough, but we are in his eyes. So thank you, Jill, for today's reading again. Thank you, God, for Jesus. And thank you for letting me get back on this podcast. I love you all. Praying for everybody. God bless. In Jesus.